What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Nothing But Nonsense podcast. I am your host for this week, Matt, and I am joined by my good friends, Dawson and Andrew. Oh, yeah, I forgot that's when we're supposed to say something. <laughs> I just wanted to see how long we could go with silence there. I was gonna let it I was gonna let it simmer for a while, so it may have, it may have gone on pretty long. I don't know. Dang it, Andrew, why'd you have to say something? Would have been great for an all audio podcast to just have like 30 seconds of silence. Uh, people would be so confused. They would have, if that happened to me, I would immediately assume that my headphones were messed up or something because yeah. my headphones do that a lot. They just cut out. It's like it's like We're that old uh, Matthew. It's like <laughs> that old uh trope where people used to like make their voicemails like just silence for the first like five seconds and then they're like, just kidding. Andrew, I do you remember you. when I did that? I think I do. You call, I remember you, that. Andrew called me one time. Yeah, so my so my voicemail was literally I would go, hello and then there'd be like five seconds, and I'd go, ha, just kidding, this is my voicemail, leave a message. And I remember... It was so annoying. I remember Andrew called me one time, and I had forgotten that I had set my voicemail to be that, because it was like years later. And um, he just goes, that is the most evil voicemail ever. And I was really confused what he meant by that, until I went back and listened to it myself. I'm like, oh, that's right, I forgot that's what this was. You yeah. got me good with that one. I changed it because my mom got really <laughs> mad at me one time for it. Because <laughs> I didn't because I didn't get to my phone in time and she got sent to my voicemail. She was really mad about it, so I changed it. Literally like every single class that I've ever had where it talks about like professionalisms, some idea of professionalism, they uh they always say, make sure not to have your voicemail that has like the fake hello, because then people <laughs> won't take you seriously. It's like, yeah, I think I understand that a <laughs> professional company is not going to take me seriously when I, when, if I, my, my, uh, my voicemail is hello. <laughs> not just kidding, you moron. You idiot, you absolute buffoon. You fell right into my trap. You've activated ah, my trap card. the platypus. You fell right <laughs> into my trap yet again. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I don't know why this keeps happening, but for some reason, every time I go to host, we have an awful experience. This time, Andrew wasn't present. It was me, Andrew, or not Andrew. Gosh, dang it. Me, Dawson. And then um, Andrew wasn't present, but Andrew was there. Andrew wasn't present. It was and, me and Andrew. And Hart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was astral. I was astral projecting into the into the conversation. I think oh. if An I think Andrew would have would literally have, killed you... somebody if he was with us. But it, so it oh, was me. Absolutely. Allow me to set the scene, perhaps for the listeners. We got me, Dawson. Once upon Andrew. a time, in a land far away, <laughs> a land far well, away, far... right by where we live, and <laughs> it was far away from Andrew. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's me far and away. Dawson, uh, two of our mutual friends. Is it Jared and Joel, I believe? Yes. And then yes. Claire, my sister, Dawson's fiance. Uh, the five of us went to our young adult group on a Friday night. And afterwards, now this is another uh, quarrel I have, I guess, with post-COVID world, is that no restaurants are open past like nine or ten anymore it's so annoying the list of restaurants open late enough to actually go to after an evening event is like non-existent so we kind of have our set list that we have to go off of so dawson saw this place that was open and he's like oh let's try this because dawson's way more adventurous than i am and likes to try new things 
So we go to this place. The five of us go sit down. And I would describe it as maybe one of the worst restaurant experiences of my life. Because right, right from the get-go, we had absolutely no idea how the restaurant itself worked. Because there were tables and there appeared to be wait staff walking around, but there was also counters with cash registers. So we weren't sure. Yeah, if... it was so weird. Yeah, it was so we didn't. <clears throat> and then know we didn't get enough. To... Go ahead, Dawson. <laughs> we we didn't get approached for like ten minutes. Like Claire right. and I had got there like five minutes before the other two, mm-hmm. and then like they were there. It was probably fifteen minutes without being approached by a server or anyone. Yeah, and I had to like we were right by the host stand, so I slid my chair back up to the host stand, and I'm like, hey does this restaurant work in the sense where we have to go to a kiosk and order or is there a server and she's like oh there's a server he's just not you know he hasn't come around to you yet i'm like oh okay (laughs) yeah it's not quite what you want to hear when you've been sitting there for 15 minutes not sure of even how the restaurant works so he doesn't like your vibe yeah exactly i mean when i worked at a restaurant we were told like you have to greet the table within like a minute of them sitting down i think and i don't think that's necessarily something hard to do even if you just like do like a drive-by and be like hey folks welcome i'll be with you in a second because you're like taking food to another table or something like at the very least acknowledge their existence yeah so we're sitting there and the menu i would describe as like all over the place (laughs) i don't know Dawson, if you have a better term to describe it uh yeah when some of the like writing is overlapping some of the pictures i'd say it's a little bit chaotic yeah every single menu item had a full-blown full-color picture to go with it directly above the name of which is sometimes that works but not when you have a menu full of 200 items no and i don't think 200 items is exactly an exaggeration i think that might actually be an understatement for how crowded this menu was so we're looking at it and as it's come up before i'm allergic to dairy and there's not a great ton of indication what does and doesn't have dairy in stuff. So my options were limited already. Uh, thankfully, um, our our friend Jared, who was there, had invited me over to his apartment prior and cooked me up a delicious plate of hash browns. So I had eaten beforehand, thank God. So I a wasn't plate s- of hash browns? Yeah, so it was like potatoes and there was some, I believe it was crumbled sausage and bacon and some peppers and onions and stuff. It was really good. Um, yeah, I'm not much, he loves breakfast, I'm not much of a breakfast guy myself, so, um, it was a, it was a nice, uh, nice little adventure for me to try breakfast food for dinner. Um, so I wasn't hungry, thankfully, otherwise this whole experience would have been so much worse. But, so, menu aside, it was also just pure chaos in there. It was just noise, just constant noise. There were, it was, mind you, like 10, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And there were, like, children running around and stuff. Oh, yeah. And the the restaurant was just, like, an open floor, open room kind of plan. No booths or anything. Like, nothing to block noise. And everything was ceramic, so everything echoed and just did not work acoustically at all. Kind of like a fancy, so, kind of like a fancy cafeteria is how I would describe I could, it. <laughs> I could hardly hear, you know, the people across from me. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was, and one of the worst culprits was this table next to us, which had a child who was, I don't know, I'm really bad at guessing ages. I would guess she was five? She's four or five, yeah. Okay, so, and she would just periodically, out of boredom, just scream at the top of her lungs. Oh, yeah. For no reason. 
a productive activity. Yeah, she sure. was, so I was actually because yeah. I actually turned over and looked to see if something was provoking her, and no, she'd be sitting there and she would just go ah! just out of nowhere. It was so random. Yeah, and then like Absolutely. sometimes I there would be another kid that would like I don't know they were doing like echolocation across the restaurant just <laughs> bull bats <laughs> communicating <laughs> in their own language. I I don't know. It was it was very. Turns annoying. out you were dining with a bunch with a family of bats next Indeed, to you. Indeed, yes. I I guess so. It's sure um, seemed that way. I mean, bats are nocturnal after all. So yeah, yeah no, so, actually, so are these children apparently. Yeah, crap. This is all actually adding up. I think Andrew might be onto something. There are bats it's, in disguise. They were wearing uh, human disguises. It's it's <laughs> Morbin Morbin time, guys. Morbin. Exactly. It's Morbin time. Wow, I didn't think we'd get Morbius references in two episodes this early on, but here we go. Um. So yeah. So the it was chaos in there. The menu was awful, and then the food. Now I only ordered French fries, so Dawson has a better idea, kind of, of what we were dealing with in terms of the food. But the food was just not good at all. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. I ordered a burger, uh, but I mean I didn't order the best thing on the menu. <laughs> it was like chicken stuffed beef. Yeah, it was literally or, a burger. Or chicken stuffed with beef, but they yeah. ordered it the wrong way, so I thought it was gonna be the other way around. It was a hamburger uh, patty, just breaded like breaded and deep fried essentially with like chicken batter, right. like like breading you'd see on fried chicken. Yeah. You guys gotta tell me what the name of this restaurant is. I gotta know. <laughs> I, I don't know if we want to be. I, was, I don't know if we want to. I don't know if we want to throw restaurant. Come on, come on, put them on blast. The if, they, if a restaurant has horrible service and horrible atmosphere, you gotta put them on blast. Well, come on, the guys. weird, the weird thing is they've got like a four point two on Google and a four point seven on Facebook. Out of five understand. stars, somehow. Yeah. Okay. Now, okay. Now I definitely have to know. Come on, guys. <laughs> you you won't know what it is, so there's no point. We'll tell you we'll, off. I, we'll tell you off air. <laughs> well, tell me. I want to look this up and see and uh, and find. I'll put it. it. I'll put it in the chat for you. There you go. Put it in the okay, chat. Okay. Good so idea. Good idea. Good idea. So yeah, you I so are, you guys are afraid to make enemies in the culinary sphere. We already we already doxed one of them in a previous episode. So <laughs> but yeah, the, but at um, least Michigan Adventures, you know. Michigan Adventure. Oh, I was referring to Boston's, but yeah, that, that oh, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the um, yeah, we sunk, we sunk them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the French fries that I ate were like had an aftertaste of sugar cookie, which makes no sense as I say it out loud. But Dawson tried it, and he knows what I'm talking about, and can reaffirm that that is actually it, how it tasted. It took ten seconds to taste a sugar cookie after swallowing the French fry. Yeah. And it was weird. It was so bad. And they also had this sauce that they put on every single menu item. Basically that they had. Thousand Island, but extra yeah. pickle. Mm-hmm. So they put it on their burgers. They put it on their... Um, what, did, what did Claire order? Um, she ordered a shawarma sandwich. That's right, uh, yes. Which had, like, pomegranate sauce on it initially. Ugh. I was just like... It, they, I feel like everything on the menu was just overcomplicated, and I think they just needed a simple. Yeah. So what did she, she order? She or- she ordered a chicken shawarma, uh, like wrap type of deal. But it, there is a review on here for the chicken shawarma sub. That sounds kind of so, similar. And it's, it's I don't know if it's the same thing, but there I'm looking at the reviews, and someone has a one star review <laughs> talking hey. about their. Uh, their experience with a chicken shawarma sub. I didn't know Claire had a Yelp account. 
<laughs> I didn't know her name was Nadine Hadio either. <laughs> either. Yeah, I mean, they also had like they had like rolled ice cream too, which we were. Uh, that's kind of the reason that I wanted to go there in the first place. And then yeah. they just you know didn't have any of it. Yeah, Jared. Like, it Jared tried to order it. Gone. Jared tried to order it, and first the waiter looked at his looked at him like what, and then Jared is like the rolled ice cream. It's on your menu here. And he's like, oh, that's at the other place. Because this place was, like, jointed with an ice cream place. So they, the two of yeah. them kind of, like, were one business together. And he goes, oh, I got to go check if, check on that or whatever. And he comes back and he's like, yeah, it turns out we don't have any rolled ice cream. And there was, like, an entire page or two of their menu dedicated to this stuff. And they just didn't well, have any for some reason. Here's your, here's your problem. It says for the atmosphere... It's good for casual dining, good for group, and good for kids. There's your problem. Yeah, that is a problem. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was good for kids at, you know, 11 o'clock at night, though. Right, yeah. Hey, some people, that, that always baffles me whenever you see a uh, a family out at a um, at a strange time. Like, I've, maybe it's like taking from your own uh, experience. Like, it's like... Why? It's like I, my parents would never take me out at this, at this time of night. Mm-hmm. My like, parents I've... are in bed every night at like ten. Like, <laughs> like I can't imagine them going out to eat, getting a full blown meal and dessert at mm-hmm. eleven o'clock at night with children, like little <laughs> children. It's yep. I was just shocked. Like we got there at like nine, and it was empty, but then it was full by ten o'clock. Yeah, it was like, okay. like it was full wild. families. It was unlike so anything confused. I've ever seen. Cause like, it felt like, like we saying, were living in the twilight zone. Literally, yeah. Because kind of like you were saying, like when I was a kid, the latest we would eat out when I was, when me or any of my sisters were children, we were like out at seven at the latest. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't go out at night to eat food. If we got hungry late, my mom's famous line is kitchen's closed. She loves saying that because that means she doesn't have to cook anymore because she cooks great dinners for us all day. So Yeah, kitchen's it, closed. Yeah. We have uh, so I'm not, God. I'm looking at this I'm looking at this menu and I, I can honestly see how you guys can say this is chaotic. There are there are fourteen different burger options. Did there you see are, the one that is literally drenched in nacho cheese? I see the cat, uh, scream burger, yeah. chicken stuffed beef the burger. Scream, yeah, that's yeah, that's I the got. one Dawson got. Yeah, the crazy burger, war burger, double burger, walnut burger, one eyed burger, pistachio burger, secret burger, wild mushroom burger, this is original a, burger, ghost just, burger, it's uh, just chaos. chicken burger, and stroke just... stroke burger. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, like in concept, these could have oh. worked, but just with better execution. Like, I, I just felt like, I mean, and the burger, I will say, was like, like the circumference of it was like as big as my face. It was like, literally as big as his face. He held it up. Like we looked. Yeah, it so was huge. The, I was the, like, oh well, for the portion size, this is amazing. But then I, you know, took a bite into it, and it was, it was just not that great unfortunately like mm-hmm. like it could be fantastic if but if it's a plate full of crap then <laughs> it doesn't matter how large your portions is exactly it's gonna be gross either way at that exactly. point i wanted it to be smaller because i didn't want to eat as much of it like mm-hmm. and i'm not a picky person like I'll, no. I'll eat pretty much anything it's just i i don't know like the it just 
when it gets hard for me to eat stuff, it's when it's just kind of like overwhelmingly like carby and like like I can't eat just like a full on potato with nothing. <laughs> like and that's that's kind of this taste. <laughs> this felt like eating just a, a large amount of carbs, but like with a lot of that Thousand Island dressing that was extra pickled uh, all over it. And I don't know. I <clears throat> I was hopeful, but and I, I had a side of fries that never came. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. But at that point, I'm like, I don't even want the side of fries. No, they were like, good. I we they got were just... six. They got six options for something called Escalope. Escalope. Yeah. Escalope. I believe we determined that was veal. It's veal. Yeah. Yeah. They have eight different fries options. Yes. Yeah. They had That's too like, many fries. They had like regular fries. They also had curly fries and they had like yeah. cheese fries and whatever the fries ordered. If you're not a fry place, if you're not Original a fry fries, place, their specialty then, fries, yeah. crazy fries, beef shawarma fries, chicken shawarma fries, <laughs> one-eyed fries, <laughs> onion rings. Onion rings are not fries. No, they're not. <laughs> and curly fries. Yeah, it's it was a very oh. odd experience. I was like, just staring at the menu like, there's not a, there's so many things, and I don't think I want a single one of them. <laughs> and our there's... server just like never came around to our table. <sighs> no, like, he ever. like basically ignored us. Yeah, it was it was very odd, very odd experience. I mean, the one person, Jared, wanted to order like ice cream, but then ultimately they didn't have it, so he just didn't order anything. And like, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of jealous of him at that point because I didn't. I, I wish we just would have gone somewhere else at that point because we were there for like two hours and it mm -hmm. just wasn't the best experience, unfortunately. I mean, like, they gave us the receipt and, like, we're filling it out, you know. Like, all of us left, like, over a 20% tip still because, you know, it's it's just still courteous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that that is you the way that they make a you living. a lot nicer than me. <laughs> also, my, also, my bill was literally, like, $4, yeah, I, so... I would say, it was, it was pretty affordable, so, like, I wasn't, you know, against... You know, I would have left them a tip, and the tip would have been get better at your job. <laughs> uh, but they yeah, have five like, options for for a hot dog. That's too many hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and then like you know, on the bottom of the uh, of the receipt, it says, "Please come again." And Claire made a joke like, "No, not coming again." So I said, "All right, I'll cross it out." So I did on my receipt. <laughs> I thought Claire I'm was like, gonna kill somebody. <laughs> she was mad. She was yeah. She. The more those kids kept screaming, the the more and more I thought she was just going to stand up and yell, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, the... She was just getting so infuriated because, like, the parents were doing nothing. Like, I, I, I yeah. guess, like, a couple times, like, they, you know, gave her something to put in her mouth, like a, a fry or something. Or they, like, <laughs> they smacked her on the back of the head maybe a couple times. A few she times, just, yeah. She just... She just kept going, and it, she wasn't the only kid, but she was the worst of the bunch. And, but of course, she was, she was the one next to us as well. Yeah, right next to us, and it was, like, every at least three minutes just at the top of her lungs squealing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, I get, you know, having kids is difficult and keeping them, like, quiet and uh, polite is difficult, like, but at that point... It, you're bringing them at a rest to a restaurant at ten o'clock at night. Like, mm -hmm. of course they're gonna be rambunctious. This is 
it's it's the sun's down <laughs> like they're yeah. supposed to be they're probably supposed to be in bed at that point like <clears throat> if it weren't a friday night and if they were going to school the next day they would not be up and at a restaurant you know mm-hmm. like they're probably like that extra freedom probably just makes them want to go even crazier <laughs> so yeah so were yeah, these parents just with their kids or were they with like another group of people it was a, uh, it I seemed mean, like they were, they were with like a groups. whole family yeah. yeah. Like it seemed okay. like like a a pretty large family. Like I think that table next to us did have like two kids. Like mm-hmm. uh but yeah, and there there were like maybe five adults. So the night finally ended with Claire getting so fed up that she chased down our waiter behind the counter and told him to bring our receipts to the table. <laughs> yeah, cuz like we would we would just, you know, we'd be like, "Oh, can we have the bill?" and then he'd disappear for like another 15 minutes and like every time, like I don't know, he'd come up to us. He'd just be like, "I got you. I'll I'll, I'll bring that right back." You know, like like never he was gonna be quick, and never was. Nope. Like and was he would a... he would pass by our table like at least five times before coming to us. Like he'd go to the table next to us and and whatnot. And like Claire would just try to constantly make eye contact with him if he <laughs> if you know like if he passed us, so that way he'd actually like come to our table. Like try to murder and, him with her eyes. Yeah. And the weird, <laughs> super weird thing is they gave us bottled water instead of like glass water. Yeah, they did. <laughs> we ordered waters to start, and he brings us plastic bottles. <laughs> and we were I mean, just like, "Do we have to pay for this?" Like, <laughs> if, if he had brought, if that would have been my, that would have been my first and only red flag. If they had bought me brought bottled water, and this is not a fast food establishment, or even like even a fast food establishment will bring you water in cups, and they brought me bottled water, I would have been like, "Okay, I'm leaving." Yeah, no, this that is, we I'm really should. We really should have taken that as a cue and just left on the spot. I did say at that point. I'm like, we can go, and then yeah. everyone was like, "Well, we we don't want to be rude to the waiter." I'm like, I don't think he cares. He's been to our table one time. I was more concerned that they were going to charge us for the water, and then that would be theft. <laughs> well, hey, they stole your like, time. That's more they, valuable than money. I, and they didn't charge us for the water, and I I was like, no, I they didn't. Looked through the whole menu, and I didn't see anything about charging for bottled water. I'm like, it's just very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess technically it's not theft; it's just dying and dashing. <laughs> Yeah, dying right. and dash, dying <laughs> and dash. Yeah, I probably, I probably if I had been in this situation, yeah. I wouldn't have left the tip, and there's a strong chance I wouldn't have paid either. <laughs> Yikes! Like yeah, it was the, the way you guys are describing this, like, yeah. But uh, I was thinking when you guys said that every time your waiter said, "Oh, I got you," I was thinking if there was like an Arrested Development type narrator going, like, it'd be like he in fact did not have them. <laughs> Honestly, though, yeah. He, in fact, did not have them. He did not come back. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah, that yeah. sounds that sounds truly Yeah, you would have, you would have based on how you were uh, telling our Michigan's Adventure tale of woe, Andrew, you would have absolutely lost your mind if you were there with us, no doubt. It I mean, probably would have been like... Like, I probably would have been up there with Claire at the way, at the, yeah, right. chasing down the waiter. Like I would have hold him down, she would have been punching him in the gut. Like that's how we're gonna. That's how <laughs> yeah, we're Claire, gonna... Would, Claire would have been like, I got, I'm gonna get our receipts, and Andrew's like, heck yeah, you are. I'm coming with you. Yeah. <laughs> we're I mean, there's only so much. Down. I mean, there's only so much the food can even do to make a restaurant experience good too. Like right. so, a lot of times, it's like, is the waiter good? Like, I mean, I've been to like fancy restaurants. I took Claire out to a nice birthday, uh, restaurant and dinner. Uh, that's cute. 
and I, I don't know if you remember this story, Matt, but... I think uh, you probably told me. We hadn't eaten much earlier in the day, because <clears throat> we were like, okay, well, this is like... This is like pasta and stuff, and we're it's like very heavy on the carbs, and we're going to be able to eat a lot if we don't eat as much. Like earlier in the day, we want to eat, you know, as much as we can at the restaurant. And like we go there, they sit us down. They're pretty quick with the food, uh, get us it within like 10 minutes. And uh, then like Claire and I are, you know, we're not talking when we're eating. We're just eating pretty fast. And mm-hmm. the dude comes back and he's like, geez, have you guys breathed yet? Like... <laughs> Yeah, this young server, he's just like, he's like, save some room. Like, oh my god. That, oh, I'm, dude. I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, dude, I love, I love confused. when, I love when interactions just take you completely off guard. I was getting a suit for homecoming one time and I went and got fit. And this guy was like, all right, how tall are you? I'm like, I, I don't remember. I think I was like five, eight or five, nine in high school. And I'm like, whatever. And then he goes, okay, how much do you weigh? And I'm like, like 120. And he goes, oh my god, stake up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Wait, did I do that to you once? You told me to eat a sandwich when I took my shirt yeah. off at camp once. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I quoted. I quoted um, Captain America. Um, yeah. Like, we were at camp once, and we went to go swim, and I was like, good lord, get this man a sandwich. <laughs> That, yeah. dude i still laugh thinking about that that was so funny yeah yeah i mean with this guy it would have been okay if it was just like a one time like oh yeah he's clearly joking yeah but like you know then he comes back another time and he's like oh eating some of hers now oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. yeah like i took like one bite of hers and it was like right when he came by i'm like oh i want to try some of yours and i'm like you can have a bite of mine and like then the third time he comes back, we're already done. He's like, dang, you guys are already done. I've only been here, you know, a couple times. And, like, he just kept, like, piling them on. Oh, my gosh. And, then, uh, and I was like, uh, you know, we asked for the dessert menu, and he just gave us a look. He's like, oh, okay. You know? Like, <laughs> He's like, yeah, right, this, that, is, not, this yeah, is not the time to test your stand-up routine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know. It was Claire's birthday, so I'm like, you order what you want. I'm good with the dessert. This this dude's making me feel horrible about myself anyway. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just like... So I told her, I'm like, dessert's all yours. She wanted a dessert that I didn't care for anyway. I think she wanted, like, a cheesecake and or, or something uh, that I just didn't really think sounded great in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he came back, and he was just like, oh, you're not helping her with this one? Like... I want to swing on this. I want to swing on this dude just, I know. just through the description of what you guys are talking about. It's like, dude, I did not order the tool bag commentary with my meal. Like, oh, yeah. we didn't order. We didn't order a, a a commentary from the peanut gallery. I didn't realize there were two. I didn't realize there were two old men in a balcony commenting for me on taking taking. I'm taking your fiance out for for her birthday. Like I didn't realize that this, yeah. this came with a light roast. I can't realize we I mean, came with a light roasting for our for our meal. He came back too. Like once she was done, he was like, "Dang, you're already done." Oh my gosh! And I'm like, "That's so. This is so insensitive." Because I'm like, you know, first of all, eating disorders are a thing. Like oh, luckily, yeah. Yeah. Claire, Claire and I don't struggle with that. But like, what if you know it was another couple that that seriously dealt with that? This guy was not slowing down, even though we weren't like playing around with. Like a play, like snapping back at him, or like you know being all playful with it. I was just like, I kept making like you know very uncomfortable faces at him. I'm like, dude, what the heck? What are, what are you doing? Like this, this it. 
he came across as very like uh you know not not playful but almost like it wasn't even like sarcastic it was just like very judgmental and like yeah. it was very off-putting and uh it was very off-putting and he was probably like thinking oh you guys need to lay off the pudding but uh <laughs> you know like uh but we were done in like 30 minutes 35 minutes because he just kept coming back super fast too and then like insulting us and like this is a nice establishment too might i add yeah right um, this is like a place where it's like 20 bucks an entree Ooh. i'm paying this guy you know like it, with a 20 percent tip off of like a 50 dollar meal you know mm-hmm. like that that that's gonna be a pretty good tip um yeah like and I'm just like what what in the world are you doing? Like that's a that's a ten dollar tip by the way, uh, but and like all you math blasters yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to like think of the tip while you're talking too, but um, yeah no I was just like super like thrown off and I was just like well happy birthday Claire uh, glad we could go to this nice establishment that you really wanted to go to sorry it wasn't better because this guy you know was clearly in the yeah. wrong industry happy birthday um, with a side of shaming <laughs> yeah like very clearly know. uh he probably just came from his stand-up gig at the detroit theater yeah yeah and right got like a apparently this off is... stage or something <laughs> apparently we had the roasting comedian as our as our as our waiter did you accident- yeah, did you did you accidentally go to one of those restaurants where they're rude to you on purpose oh, oh this was it French? Yeah. That might make you know, sense. I don't. I don't care about saying the name of this one because they're a chain. Um, it was Brio. Oh, for real, dude! I've been to Brio yeah. a number of times, and I've had like no problems with them. They normally are very good. That's weird. I know. Claire was just like, "Oh, I love Brio. I love their food. I want to go there." But this dude, like, I, I, I'm very like gracious when it comes to servers because I worked in the restaurant industry. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, you know, I'll still give you a twenty five, a twenty to twenty five percent tip. Like, yeah. if if you weren't that great, like, but this dude, I, I, I don't think I even gave him a twenty percent tip, and it's one of the few times like I, ha- I haven't because I was just so like, like disappointed. I'm like, dude, you probably, I mean, he probably makes quite a bit at like, oh, a yeah. fancier restaurant like oh, that sure. with like you know, with tips and all that. Yeah, and I was just like, I mean, I, I could not believe it. Like I, there's a way like to he do that. he was just not like especially for the vibe of the like the establishment of Brio. Like it's it's like a fancier place. Like yeah, Claire and I like were a... dressed up a little bit. Like I was in like a button up, and she was in a dress, and like you know clearly, <clears throat> like this isn't one of those establishments like where we're expecting that kind of thing and we very clearly weren't enjoying it and he just did not get the hint he it's just like kept going on from, and on it's like a step up from olive garden to give <laughs> those of you who don't know what brio is an idea it's like fancier it's like fancy olive garden essentially because olive, yeah, yeah, olive garden, garden you can olive garden you can roll in pretty much wearing whatever you want brio there's a little bit more of an expectation that you don't roll in in like gym shorts <laughs> Yeah, there's also the expectation you're not gonna get insulted while you eat. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Apparently they threw that out the window. <laughs> I mean, it really, it really did feel like one of those like uh, places that supposedly like the uh, the servers will insult you and you pay them to do so or whatever. Like, 
like a like, French I, restaurant. I, yeah, I've never yeah. even like seen one of those places, but I've right. heard of them, and I'm like, did we accidentally go into one? Like, this oh. is very <laughs> odd. Um, the food There's was a... great. Like, I had no There's... problem there. <laughs> yeah. There's this British sketch show uh, called the Mitchell and Webb look, and they did a they did a super super funny sketch about this exact scenario and it was like this series of sketch about this the incredibly rude people who are still inexplic inexplicably blank so they said the incredibly <laughs> rude people who are inexplicably in inexplicably still waiters and the incredibly rude people who are still in, in inexplicably uh work at stores or rude people who are still inexplicably uh uh what was the word or like bishops at like a Catholic church. Oh my god! It's just like this. I, they're just ruthlessly insulting these people on what to do, and it's oh just this. God. It's just a funny scene. I'll have to send it to you guys because yeah, it's just it's like this exact scenario. There's a way to yeah. go about like poking fun at people. Like honestly, it's kind of interesting that this comes up because I just last night I was I was out with Lauren for dinner, and we went to it went to a restaurant, and it was very it was and our waitress was like younger gal around our age she was like uh so she kind of was like more comfortable around us because she's because you know yeah. we're around her age. she kind of views us as like people that she can kind of chum with so it was and it's actually a remarkably similar thing like we were sitting there and i'm a fast eater generally so i like finished so i had finished my plate of food and lauren had like kind of barely made a dent in her food and so she comes, so she comes back, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, man, you ate that fast!" But like that was it. She just made the one comment. We laughed about it, and that was it. So like she didn't like keep piling on over the course of the meal, gradually getting more insulting with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, the yeah. way you the way you handle that is like like you said. You said that they uh, you he did it the first time. You guys responded with like, "I'm sorry." Like I mean, that's the cue. Yeah. That's the cue too. Change told, your tone. These are not the people. <laughs> I told him, like, I went, I'm sorry. I mean, like, we haven't... I told him, I'm like, we haven't eaten too much today. Like, this is a special dinner for her, so we wanted to really be able to enjoy it. Like, mm -hmm. so we wanted to be able to eat everything, you know, without having to worry about, like, it being a super fattening pasta or whatever, you know? Like... <laughs> But yeah, he he did not get the hint, and I'm like I'm a pretty chatty dude. I I can be pretty you know friendly to like the servers and stuff, and I'll I'll talk to them if they want to talk. But like mm -hmm. this dude just kept it coming. <laughs> yeah, well beyond the point where it he, was welcome. He was ruthless, and he was like our close to our age too. He was maybe a year or two older than me, and I'm like, jeez. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, if they if you don't if you people like. Having worked in that that like the service industry, not specifically in the food industry, just like in different roles where you're interacting with customers a lot, you can make a joke. If they don't respond with laughter, the cue is don't make another joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like obviously these people don't want to hear your jokes or just not in a joking mood. The the key isn't to wear them down. The key is to stop, change topics, and just act professional. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh no, I gotta wear these folks down. They wanna laugh. I will make them laugh. <laughs> the I will continue to insult these people about how fast and how much they eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't really have much of a segue aside from that it involves food. But here, so here's a here's a really sharp left turn here. Um and this is this is something that I kind of it's I don't expect this to really go on for very long, but I just wanted to bring this up because I noticed it. Have you guys ever 
Pavlov yourselves at all. What's that? So Pavlov yes. was the guy who taught him taught dogs to salivate at the sound of a bell because he'd ring the bell and feed the dog. And then after a while, a long time of doing that, he would uh, ring the bell and the dog would start salivating. There's a great uh, there's a great bit in the office about it where every time Jim boots up his computer, he offers the white yeah. Altoid mint. It's the same thing. So you train you train somebody to have a response to a trigger or a stimulus. I think I remember a show. I forget what show it was. I think it might have been like it might have been like Family Guy or one of those adjacent shows where the where like a dog gets free of something and they get access to a time machine and like <laughs> I know exactly where I'm going to and they go back to Pavlov and they like get a baseball bat and they like beat the crap out of him. It's like, it's like who's salivating now, man? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, so it's basically training. So I realized recently that I accidentally trained myself to... And let me just explain this. So as it's been established before, I love eating Little Caesars pizza. So it's a meal where I, that I, common get, I commonly get for myself when um, there's not like dinner prepared for me, I guess. So... Andrew, I'm like echoing back through your mic. I don't know why. I oh, keep hearing yeah, myself. Yeah, I can hear that. <laughs> really? Yeah, I yeah. keep hearing myself every time I talk. How about now? I don't know. I have to talk. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good. Okay, oh. so um, Weird. so I so I so when I get Little Caesars, I'm normally eating dinner by myself. So what do I do? I pull out my phone and find something to watch. So when I was working my way through the Marvel shows, I was just watching those. Um, and then I started watching this show on YouTube. It's just like clips of it. It's a show called Street Outlaws. It basically follows these guys who do like street racing and stuff. Oh, yeah. I only I only watch what I say. Say my I think I've seen my dad watching that a few times. Yeah, I watch clips of it on YouTube because I just like seeing them all fight with each other. I think it's funny. <laughs> so, but um, I realized that now whenever I get Little Caesars, I suddenly want to watch Street Outlaws, or when I think about Street Outlaws, I want to eat Little Caesars. Like the two things go hand in hand for me now, and like it's just very odd because I never like thought i could i guess i didn't i guess i assumed it was something i could do to myself but i just thought it was funny so i was wondering yeah, if you guys have forbid. ever i was just wondering if you guys have ever done anything similar i mean ever forbid street outlaws and little caesars ever do a crossover you're screwed oh dude absolutely <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, like episode the, of street like outlaws is sponsored by little caesars oh no oh, dang it. <laughs> oh, dang it. it's like the batman calzone but with street racers yeah exactly uh-huh I mean, the yeah, closest I, I've... Oh, you can go oh, ahead, Andrew. You go ahead. You go ahead. Um, I guess the closest I've gotten is, uh, like, uh, after I go to the dentist, uh, I tend to go to Arby's. Uh, <laughs> um, and this was because uh, I was on Invisalign for, like, over a year and a half or whatever, so I'd go in for, like, pretty frequent visits uh, to the dentist. And, uh, at, like, after my first visit, you know, I was just... I was happy, you know, like with, you know, the plan they were putting me on. And and uh, so I was like, you know, what, I'm going to celebrate. And I'm like, you know, what, what's nearby? Arby's was like, you know, in the same plaza, essentially. So I would I went there and then I just kind of like every time, you know, like I'd go there, I'd just get Arby's and get like a chicken sandwich. And I don't know, like it, it just kind of became like a thing. Like, not, like I, I just went to the dentist this past you know week and i only go like once every six months now that i'm uh done with invisalign uh but yeah i went to arby's right after and i'm like yeah this is this is kind of a tradition now i guess for me i don't know why 
but I, I guess it is like a Pavlov type of type of thing because uh, I came home once, like towards the end of like my Invisalign treatments, and uh, I didn't. I only had to go in like every you know couple months or so. Uh-huh. Uh, but like, I came home and my mom was like, "Did you get Arby's?" And I'm like, "Yeah, how'd you know?" And she's like, "You went to the dentist." <laughs> <laughs> so That's awesome. And I didn't tell her that I went, like, every time I went to the dentist, I, I just would always throw it away when I got home from the dentist. Uh, <laughs> and funny. she noticed, and I thought it was just really funny. I think the other instance I've kind of done this to myself is uh, whenever I'm going to get on uh, for, like, Xbox with, like, Matt and Eli, uh, our other buddy, uh, who will play with, like, generally, like, a couple times a week. But um, every time I tell myself I'm ready to get on. I have to poop. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. Every <laughs> single time with this guy, we'll be like, oh, Eli will be like, oh, are you guys, he usually says, will the boys be on or just will the boys and we know what he means. But so he'll be like, will the boys will be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And Eli will be like, awesome, in chat. And then so I'll jump in. Eli will be in there and we'll just be waiting. And Dawson will take like another 20 minutes. <laughs> and then we every time he gets in, we're like, where were you? And he's like, oh, I was pooping. Like nice. every yeah. single time. <laughs> because I, I hate the I hated the feeling, like when we first started gaming, I hated the feeling of having to go to the bathroom while we're in the middle of a game. It is the worst. So I'm like, I'll just go before, and it's just become like a thing now for me. <laughs> That's like awesome. even even if I don't have to go, I end up going. Yeah. I had a, I had a similar situation like that when I played football in high school. We would do. We would have these days where we would uh, work out in the gym at school, and so we always had the. Um, our, we had hex bar, hex bar uh, deadlifts and squats, and so my friend once told me about uh, this one instance where he was doing squats, and uh, he he accidentally almost uh, crapped himself while doing squats, <laughs> and so. Every time after that, I just went to the bathroom just in case. And then it started to happen that every time around that, every day around that time, I would inherently have to use the bathroom. I would always have to take, I would always have to, uh, I'm trying to think of a better word than take a dump. <laughs> I don't think you can get any better than that. I think that's as good as it gets. I'd always have to do drop, a number two drop the Browns, around that time. Drop the Browns off at the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <around> <laughs> <the> time, <laughs> oh, I, pretty much out of fear of having of defecating on myself in the middle of doing a squat. Yeah. It's like, it's like to, I'm definitely going down, and I will not be coming back up if that happens to me. Yeah, you had to build build a log cabin before you worked out every every time. <laughs> this is not getting any better. If you let him go, he will literally go for a half hour just coming up with these. Please stop. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm so glad that you guys actually had answers to that because I just wanted to bring yeah. it up because I thought it was funny. I didn't know. I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize that was actually something people do a lot. That's hilarious. Okay. I kind of did the same thing with a with a with any ring. To, like I, I like to not so much now, but yeah, ring, I, I used to put like different fun sounds as my ringtone. Oh yeah. But then I realized every time around that time when I would get a call that I would be dreading, it wasn't like necessarily like a bad thing or like just like a callback for a job or something. It's like. It's like I would always have like this part of me was like I don't want to get rejected or get rejected from this job or yeah. get rejected from this thing or I'm just super anxious about it. So it have the ringtone and there was this ringtone from the show that's like this um it's like this uh polka type th- music. 
Okay. And so it's supposed to be like this really funny joke in the show. And so I just really like the sound. And so I was like, oh, I'll put it as a phone. And whoever hears that, they'll maybe think it's a reference to the show. And then I can like strike up a conversation with somebody, whatever. It's just. <laughs> and so I, uh, I set that as my ringtone. And that was around the time I was expecting some uh, callbacks for like jobs and internships. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, every time my phone would be ringing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Like, what if this is the call? Like, ah, oh, I'm so afraid. <laughs> and so now every time I hear that song now, even though it's no longer my ringtone, I'll be like, all of a sudden this, like, fear of anxiety will, like, creep <laughs> over my body and be like, I'll just be terrified. Be like, oh, no. And then, like, oh, wait, that's not my ringtone. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like, I uh, just... go ahead, Nelson. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's kind of like, uh, what's it called? Like, oh, when people have, like, the same alarm tone, they d- yeah. it just causes stress and panic when they hear it in day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah. I, had set the, I had set a theme from Mario Ga- Super Mario Galaxy as my ringtone, as, as my alarm for a while, and then uh, I was playing, they had re-released Super Mario Galaxy on the Switch, and I had bought it, and I was playing through a level, and I was like, man, why am I just feeling so terrible right now? Like, I'm so, like, <laughs> frustrated. And it wasn't like the game was frustrating, and then all of a sudden I listened to the music, and I was like, that's the same song. <laughs> and it was just like this, like strange dread was coming over me of like, uh, gotta wake up. And it was like, but it was like three in the afternoon. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm like a Sunday. It's like, I'm just playing a game to enjoy myself. <laughs> That's so, so funny. It's it, unintentionally done that to me, even though just, I liked the song a lot. And it was like a nice song to wake up to. It was just this inherent dread associated with it. There was a, uh, so, I don't know why, but so in Super Smash Bros. Brawl, you could save images, you know, when you like pause the game or whatever. So yeah. when I'd be at friends' houses, we'd do it a lot because there'd be hilarious things that we wanted to take pictures of. But the sound that it would make when it would tell you that the it saved was kind of like a buzzing. It was kind of like a ing, just like a one note like buzz almost. But it mm-hmm. matched almost exactly to what my alarm clock was. Oh. So when I'd be at, so whenever we'd save a photo, it would make that sound, and my heart would like skip a beat every time. It was awful. Oh boy, that's rough. It really was. So yeah, uh, speaking. So that. So get ready for a Dean Kamen special here. So I have loved myself to Link, Street Outlaws, and Little Caesars. What's named after Little Caesars? Little Caesars Arena which is the home of the Red Wings and the Pistons. And what is across the street from Little Caesars Arena? Actually, not really, but same general area. Comerica Park, which is where baseball is played. So here we go. Dean All Kamen. the baseball. Exactly. So I follow sports rather closely in case that isn't obvious to those listening to this podcast. It's my, it's my number one passion. I was reminded of something, which is one of my favorite ongoing, ongoing stories in sports. And it revolves around this one man whose name is Nick Castellanos. Now, Nick Castellanos played for the Tigers. I believe we, I think we drafted him. I'm not 100% sure. So, Nick Castellanos is known for being able to hit the ball really far, but he's incapable of doing anything in the field, at least when he was here. I don't really watch baseball. I don't really watch baseball, especially teams not named the Tigers. So, I don't really know what he's up to now because he's not on the team anymore. But... Something happened a few years ago that um, was funny, and then this thing has kept going. So Nick Castellanos now has a tendency to do something in a baseball game whenever something bad happens or at the worst possible time. 
So, the, so there's a series of these, and I'm going to shout out... So I knew of most of these things that happened, but I'm going to shout out... There's a YouTube channel called Xander Vlogs. Xander spelled with an X. And they have a whole video called, like, Nick Castellanos' Bad Timing Compilation or something. It's well worth a watch if you want to see the actual clips that I'm about to describe. So... Here's how here's how this whole Nick Castellanos legend started. It happened in a game. He was playing for the Cincinnati Reds. I don't recall who they were playing against, but the commentator is a guy. Dawson, you may know who this is. The guy's name is Tom Brenneman. He sometimes does Lions games on Fox as well. I don't know, Dawson, if you know commentators at all. I'd probably just recognize his voice. Probably. Well, if you... if So he has been absent for years, from the broadcast booth, because on a during the game that he was commentating for the Reds, he was caught on a hot mic using a slur in the middle oh. of this game. So, oh boy, yeah. So he then, so in the middle of the broadcast, he begins by saying, "So and so is going to come up, finish the rest of this game," and he begins going on this spiel. It was a long apology. Um, so he he said he was deep, he was deeply regretful, and he said. And this is almost word for word what he said. He goes, if I've hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart. I'm so very, very sorry. And there's a drive into deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run, so I'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. <laughs> I think I've heard that before. I think I've he, heard that and then, he goes, and then he goes right back into, I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. <laughs> he just keeps going with his apology. So oh. this, so I first heard this on Detroit radio because Cassianos used to play for us, so it became a thing, and they were all making fun of it. But this has happened on more than one occasion with this guy. Yeah, I, I've seen these. <laughs> so allow me to allow me to walk you through. So in a game against the San Diego Padres, the commentators are breaking down. Uh, the Padres have this guy named Fernando Tatis Jr., who's my favorite player in baseball right now. He's a ton of fun to watch play. But he so he got injured on a play, and during sports broadcasts, they will show like videos of what happened earlier in the game. So they're showing the play where Tatis hurt himself, and while they're showing this, Castellanos is up to bat. He hits a home run, so they have to cut the video and go back to the live feed to show the drive deep into left field by Castellanos in the middle of why they're breaking down how this dude got injured on a play. Oh wow! My and then there was another one. So there was a guy named George Gorman who I think he may have been affiliated with the Royals, like he worked for them or something. And he also served in WW2, so he was like a big-time, you know, legend, I guess. Everyone loved the guy. And he passed away at the age of like 92 or something. And they're in the middle of talking about what a great man he is. And guess who's up to bat? Nick Castellanos, who then proceeds to belt a home run <laughs> to left center field, <laughs> to which the commentator wow. to which the commentator says... There's never a great time to eulogize someone during a broadcast, so we apologize for the timing. Oh, boy. And then he goes on to talk about what a horrible loss the death was as they showed Castellanos high-fiving his teammates on his way back to the dugout. <laughs> just a horrible, just a horrible, just a deep-felt loss. Yeah, let's go! <laughs> Literally, though. And then he also he also hit a home run on 9/11, not the actual 9/11, but like the anniversary of it, obviously. Oh, the same guy. The same guy. He there was a to the blue. He's, he's the, got to plan this. He's he got to really plan does. this. Like honestly, it's happened too many times. 
And so there's another one. The Blue Jays pitching coach was arrested for a DUI, and the broadcast team was breaking down kind of the details of it. And as they're doing so, Castellanos got a hit in the right field. It was not a home run this time, but he still did interrupt their thoughts with a hit. Um, he hit Didn't a home. Did get one on a commercial? I don't know. Probably not. If the, if that happened, I'm not familiar with it because I don't. Typically, the commercial breaks. There's not any baseball stuff actually happening. But at the same time, I wouldn't even put it past him. <laughs> um, he hit a home run after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> oh well. yeah, that's oh the gosh, big one I remember. That was recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, another one. So Dwayne Haskins, who was a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he uh, died very suddenly. He got struck by a car on the freeway at the age of like 25 or something. He was really young. And yeah. uh, he was actually thought to kind of get his career going. On that day, Nick Castellanos hit a home run <laughs> in his game he was playing. Um, this dude has got to see, like, tragedies in the news. He's like, all right, now's time my to time. start training. Yeah, so then the <laughs> so the Braves were – this one was funny. So Castellanos was playing for the Phillies. It's funny because it was actually the Braves had a PA announcer at the stadium, the guy who comes over to loudspeaker and announces things. So the Phillies played a tribute to him because the Braves were in town. And in the second inning of that game, Castellanos hit a home run to extend the Phillies' lead to, like, four runs or something like that. And then one of my other personal favorites, because the timing of this was absolutely amazing, and I believe, and this is the last one I've got written down here, during a Memorial Day tribute this year, I believe, oh boy. Oh, yeah, they I were showing, like, a chair at Citizens Bank Park, which is where the Phillies play, and that's, the commentator that's goes... That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Is they, they were cut away, and then he hit the home yep. run. The commentator goes, so this chair will sit here vacant, vacant here at Citizens Bank Park, honoring those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. And Castellanos <laughs> rips one to deep left field, and it's gone! <laughs> oh my gosh. I, that dude just had to hear it, he's like, I, now is the time. <laughs> this is the time. It's so, gonna be like a sleeper agent or like a government government uh, plant. It's like every time there's a tragedy, yeah, he's just he's trained. Like, he's like Forrest Gump, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I so oh. this, so this became a story in Detroit at first because it was funny that a former tiger hit a home run while a guy was apologizing for getting caught using a slur on the air. And now this is extended to the point where one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's like nine isolated incidents of this guy hitting it on either a day something bad happens or like in the middle of like the worst possible time he could hit a home run. What a That's legend. Great. I saw what someone absolute legend. I saw someone comment, it may have been on this video. Like, I wonder if people at the baseball game get like tragic news on their phone and then start looking to see when Castellanos is coming up to bat. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, 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 Cassianos is on deck. Ooh, we can see something special. Oh, did here. you see so and so? Did you see so and so just died? We gotta get tickets to the next game. He's gonna <laughs> hit one. It's gonna happen, surely. Uh, yeah, oh, that's awesome. I love finding stories in sports that people that don't follow sports will find find enjoyment in. Obviously, there's not enjoyment in that. It always happens when something <laughs> bad happens. But just the ironic timing of it, you can't help but laugh at it. I feel so like good. he's going to hit a foul ball. It's going to hit someone in the head, and then he's going to hit a home run on the next hit. Dude, he might. Like, you got, the, you got like, the paramedics rushing to the scene of the guy who yeah. got hit, and while they're giving him, like, CPR or something, he belts one. It's like, it's like he's, he has, like, a few bad games, and then he has to hire somebody, like, uh, like Tanya Harding, for um, 
She like, she like broke, hired somebody to break another a competitor's leg. She's a, she was an ice skater. Yeah, and she hired somebody to break her competitor's leg. And so, it's like he's gonna hire somebody to like maybe to like kill somebody in the audience, and then he's gonna hit a home run right <laughs> after that. And it's like, it's like it's just also these tragedies happen. Like you said, he hit somebody in the head with a fall ball. It's like, sir, this man is dead. He's like, sweet, time to shine. Oh, he's sweet! De- time for a grand slam. There it goes. <laughs> oh, he's dead, you say? Asianus <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't stop. We're going into World War Three. Time to hit another. He just, he just hits a he hits a perfect game after killing somebody. It's like the bloodlust just like fuels him. It just comes to this insane maniac where like people have to like be sit in protected seats because he's just insane. Like I've heard of people thriving off of being the villain because it like gets their competitive juices flowing yeah. better. Like the Tigers have a guy right now named Javi Baez who has kind of been up and down this year, but we played Chicago in Chicago. We played the White Sox. There's two Chicago teams. Yeah. He used to play for the other one, the Cubs, and he kind of had a rough falling out with the team, so all the fans there hate him. So he got booed constantly, and he had, like, some of the best games of the season there just because he thrived like, off being the villain. But I've never seen a guy yeah. thrive off of literally doing things at the worst possible time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like in, like in uh, wrestling. They have the guy who's the heel, and he's always the villain of, uh, of the storyline that they're doing. Like, yeah, people, like, thrive off. Like, that's their best thing. This is kind of, like unrelated but kind of related it kind of, whatever you just like maybe sound think of it when you're talking about the different announcers like doing different things yeah and also hitting this home run and i always it reminds me of this specific clip of george bush and george bush george w bush george well is my favorite president not because of any political reasons just because of all the stuff that happened to him or he did while in office <laughs> that was broadcast to the rest of america like there's this shoe incident where he was in, um, I think he was in the Middle East, and some guy threw a shoe at him, and he dodged it. And so, what? <laughs> yeah, he threw a shoe. If you watch it, he threw a shoe, and then he threw a second shoe, and he dodged both of them. <laughs> and then one time, I think it was either, this is going to sound really bad, but it was either in China or Japan. I don't remember specifically. But he goes to like. He goes to exit this this conference, and it's this big, ornate door. And he, like, he grabs it, and he's trying to grab it, He's trying to exit, and they're like, you just hear someone whisper, it's a bush <laughs> from off stage. And he pushes it, he pushes the door to exit. And um, I, thought, I thought you said it's a bush. I'm like, yeah, George Bush. Yeah. No, it was a push door instead of a pull. And he was just like standing there for like 20 seconds. Oh, and, no. then, and there was the infinite. He's like, it's like, you fool me once, can't can't fool me, can't fool me. Shame on me. You, you, you fool me can't twice. Do it. <laughs> can't fool me can't get fooled <laughs> fully fool that's one of my and favorite then, quotes ever <laughs> yeah but then but this is what it specifically reminded me of was um it was like i think it was right around the time they invaded iraq it was like it was, I think it was either the day after or like the day before uh-huh. and he was like talking about it was like we will stop saddam hussein if he has nuclear weapons we will not stand for injustices now watch me hit this drive. And he was standing on a golf course in like the pole and everything. And then he hits a drive. And I think it wasn't like a hole in one, but it was like an amazing drive. And he just, he's like, 
They watch me hit this drive and then just whacks the golf ball and sends it flying. Oh my it's gosh. the funniest thing ever. That's and it awesome. totally reminded me of what you, of what you were talking about. Wasn't wasn't George W. Bush also the one where to- someone told him like ten Brazilian people died and he goes, "How many is a Brazilian?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was him. I'm not Dude. sure, but I, that wouldn't surprise me. I'm, I, I just I'm, imagine that in his voice. How much is a Brazil? How, how much is a Brazilian? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I will say I'm glad that even the president will s- struggle with a push and pull door, um, <laughs> or push versus pull, because that reminded me of, uh, like, we were on our way to youth convention, uh, which is like a weekend retreat with the youth group, mm-hmm. and uh, we stopped at a McDonald's, and uh, Matt, I'm sure you were there. Okay. I know Andrew definitely was, but like... We stopped at this McDonald's, we're eating, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. And uh, I go into the bathroom, and, like, I'm trying to get into this stall, and I'm like, you know, I'm pulling on it, and it's, it's not budging. And I'm like, what the heck? And uh, I, I come back out, and I'm just like, well, I guess I'm not going to the bathroom. Couldn't get into the, couldn't get into the stall. And uh, <laughs> our, our youth pastor at the time, he goes into the, he's like, oh, let me try. He goes in there, and he comes back out in, like, a minute, and he goes, it's push, not pull. <laughs> I think I vaguely, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> I thought familiar. it was. I could have sworn it was just locked from the inside, and I'm like, I'm not crawling back, like uh, onto a you know, McDonald's, you know, bathroom floor because it's no. disgusting. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, oh well, I give up. I just, I guess I'll just feel like I have to poop my pants for the next two hours oh. in the car. Um, thank but God like, you didn't have yeah. to do any squats or anything. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, your star, oh, man. Your lucky stars. <laughs> I just felt so dumb. But I mean, I was like in sixth or seventh grade. So I was I was young enough that I can be that dumb and blame it on me being young. I might not have but, actually been there because if that's the case, I don't think I went to youth convention back then. I, I know Jared was in there. So you may, you may have just, I may have just Jared. heard this story secondhand. Yeah, we love you, Jared. You're the best. Shout out, my J, shout out, J Man. You're the best. <laughs> but. There, there's a uh, there's a there's a comedy sketch show on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave, and there is a scene there's a, co- a sketch where this guy, where the main guy, I think his name's Tim Robinson, and he's he's going to leave an interview at this restaurant, and he like pulls on the door, and he's like, and the interviewer guy's like, oh, I think it's a push. He's like, no, it's definitely a pull, but it's most obviously a push, and there's like a label that says push on the door, <laughs> but he just slowly over the course of like three minutes just slowly forces the door open as a pull and it's like <laughs> kind of slinking out of like trying to get out it's like that's just the perfect scenario of like what oh everyone wishes God, they could do dude. with a pull with a pull push i don't know if you guys have ever done this but like you ever like go up to a door and you start pushing on like the raw like it it opens on the left but you're pushing on the right side so then you just have to shift your weight to your left hand to like open it without looking stupid yeah like the worst Wait, is when the door, can you can you explain when that the a door little slower? <laughs> so like the lock, so like the hinge is on the right side, so it swings open like the it'll lock on the left side. So if it's like a push door, you're going out and you're pushing it on the right side, but that's where like the door hinges. Oh yeah, and you, okay. you can't you can't tell because the door just looks like it can open from either way. Yep, and. I feel like a lot of doors will open to the right side, so I do this a lot with like left swinging doors. Um, so I'll like I'll go up to it and I'll push it on the right side. I'm like I, this happened at the post office the other day for me. I pushed on it and I'm like, oh, this is and 
The worst part is I had been to the p- same post office like a week before and the same thing happened. Yeah. Because uh, like oh, I, I don't think about it and I just go up and I push on the right side. And I'm like, oh, crap, wrong side. So I just shifted <laughs> all my weight like to my left hand and I'm like, yeah, you know, like and opening it like that way, even though it's a lot like harder to do. So just so it looks more natural. But the guy, you know, in the post office was probably like, ha, what an idiot. <laughs> it's the worst when there's two doors and one of them is locked. Oh, oh yeah, and you, and you and you go to the locked door every time. It's happened to me before where I've walked full force into the door, and it's just like I've just ran right into it. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like why <laughs> why lock one door? Just leave them both open. It really doesn't exactly. make any sense at all. That happened. That actually happened to me at church just on Friday. Like oh, we do like, that all the time in. with our doors. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's so you don't have to lock two doors, but like, yeah, like I I is it really I, that I always much of a go bother? to the. I always go to the right one, but it's always the left one that's unlocked. <laughs> so, yeah, that ha- oh. it's funny you bring up the swinging the door swinging the wrong way thing because that was just my entire college career. Constantly, <laughs> if there was only one door, like if it wasn't a double door, basically, it was just a constant guessing game which way it was supposed to open, and I felt like yeah. probably seventy percent of the time I guessed wrong. Yeah, it happens a lot of times, like with the doors where like. It's got the, I don't even know how to describe it, but, like, you push the the bar in, and then it, like, unlocks the, the It, like, the it, like, un, it like unlatches yeah. it, right? Yeah, and, like, you can't tell with those, because they're, like, it's, like, a symmetrical door, and you can't tell where the hinge is, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. classic. Indeed. That, that's, like, sort of, this is kind of a dissimilar situation, but one of my, uh, one of my best friends from college, Gavin, he is, uh, he is 6'8", mm. and... Every door, every pretty much that every door, <laughs> yeah, pretty much every doorway is too short. Is too short for him. So he he's basically he basically all through his through freshman year, we had to he had to perfect perfect his squat technique, where he would just take one one deep step to <laughs> to dip his head so he wouldn't ram his head into the door. Oh my god! I can gosh. honestly say I can honestly say I've never had that problem. Yeah, me neither, but it was always just like, it was always just like walking to a classroom and be like, hey, Gavin, did you hit your head? He's like, no. <laughs> Dang. I'm, he's got to be too tall to ride some roller coasters, and that's because I, I, I know some like people who are around that height and that they can't ride like certain roller coasters at Cedar Point because like their arms would hit the bar or something yeah. and come close. Ugh. Another thing is, another Gavin tidbit, because I love Gavin, and it just made me think of this is, uh, we most of my school is in a small. Most of the school I went to was a small school in downtown Grand Rapids, and most of and all of the classrooms are in the basement area of the uh, building, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of like vents and duct work that's just like exposed because it's this cool, uh, urban rustic look. Because whatever, but um, <laughs> so what Gavin would do is he would take snacks different snacks from like a vending machine or stuff he would bring and he would put them on top of the vent and the and the uh and <laughs> the duct and he would just leave them there and they were they were sealed snacks so it was fine and so he would every now and then he would just see him just reach his hand up uh, on top and pull down snacks and open like a bag of chips and just start eating them it was just this in- crazy crazy c- scenario that what he would do every time dude that's the, the kind best. of stuff i would do if i was tall <laughs> Sounds like a man with a system. He knows no one's gonna take him, save him oh, for later. My man, my man's a genius. My man's a genius. <laughs> Andrew's just sitting there, like, show me your tall man ways. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. 
So speaking of baseball, I talked about how I played uh, MLB The Show. It's one of my favorite video games right now. But it got me to thinking, and I wanted to ask you guys, uh, pose this question to you guys. What's your favorite video game uh, series or franchise? And what I, I don't mean like, oh, just all of Mario, because obviously within the Mario franchise, there's a lot of different Mario games. Like 80 games. Yeah, right. So, like, what's your favorite, like, like series of games, I guess? Like, not just the standalone, so, like, I can't say Super Mario Sunshine, which is one of my favorite games of all time, because it was just the one game that was made. So, like, what are you guys, like, fav- what's your guys, like, fav- all-time favorite video game series, I guess? I've got two. Okay. I got, my first one is Halo. I love mm-hmm. me some Halo. The not Halo Infinite is okay, but pretty much every Halo up until then is is amazing. Halo one, two, three, Halo Reach, Halo ODST, Halo four, and Halo five. I it's a controversial take, but I very much enjoyed <laughs> Halo five. I didn't play so much of the uh, multiplayer, but the story I very much did enjoy and some of the mechanics they were doing. So it's a controversial take, but the uh, all, my my second thing is uh, Uncharted. The Uncharted oh. series of game are just, they're perfect. They're amazing. Uh, it's a little rough on the mechanics in the first one, but that's just, uh, it's just because of the times, you know, can't, can't do, it's just subject to like what gaming, the limitations of gaming were back then, but, but Uncharted 2 gets great. Uncharted 3 is probably one of my favorites, but Uncharted 4, it's just, it's modern graphics, modern, uh, uh, what is the word? Uh, modern like uh gaming technique yeah modern gameplay techniques like all just crammed into this one beautiful and the storytelling is just it's so good just like it soaks you into it and i've played through the entire series there are four games there are four main games and one spin-off title i've only played the spin-off title i think three three times that's i've only said but i've played the rest of the games all four of the original main games I played all four of those probably between six and eight, eight, six and eight times. Wow! And those are some pretty long games. They're oh, probably yeah. about they're probably about seven hours each. So huh. I'll just take like a month and just just periodically just play through the games at like whenever I have some free time. It's just like. They're just my all-time favorite games. Like I love them so much. Yeah, I had a friend and in high school so that I had a friend in high school that liked those games a lot, and he talked about how he you almost see like when you're playing them like you're playing a movie because the exactly. storytelling is so good. Exactly. Yeah, it's so good. Like the story is so much yeah. fun. It's basically like an Indiana Jones type, uh, yeah. type type of game series. Like you got you're looking for treasure in history and it's it's like it's like you're playing a movie and it's like it's a totally single player experience like they have added some multiplayers some multiplayer stuff in the third and fourth game but other than that it's been an entirely single player experience and you could just enjoy beautiful writing beautiful set piece amazing characters amazing acting like if you have a chance to play it, it's a playstation exclusive but if you have a chance to play it i highly recommend it's so 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 good. So yeah. good. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I knew. I figured Halo was going to be an answer for you, but I. It's cool to hear. I thought I love hearing about other, other video game series and stuff that people are into. Because just because. Yeah. I was. I'm. I've got a kind of a narrow range. Dawson, do you have any? 
Well, I mean, Andrew brought up a, an Xbox exclusive and a PlayStation exclusive, so I'll finish it off with Nintendo. Hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I, ever since I was maybe 12 or something, uh, I've been playing the Pokemon games. Um, like, on my own, that is. I would play, like, at friends' houses if they'd have, like, Pokemon or whatever. So I've, I've been going through those games for... For years, I've played through every single DS version of, like, every single DS uh, series that the game, uh, that Pokemon has released, which is quite a bit. I don't even know how many it is. Um, but they release one just about every year, every other year, maybe. Um, depends on uh, the game, I guess. Uh, and now they've, like, come to the Switch. I still play them. I know a lot of people think they're, like, tropey as of lately. Uh, as of late, like, uh but they're kind of just ushering in a new generation. So like, I, I guess it's, you know, it's maybe it's a little young for me, but I still enjoy the story. I still enjoy, you know, like the gameplay mechanics and everything with Damn. it all. It's, it's not just nostalgic for me, I guess. Uh, I like the new games better playing through the new games better than replaying the old games. Cause I just like, you know, the new adventures and finding yeah. new Pokemon and, and whatnot. And that was always the most fun part for me. Uh, but I, I say that because it's probably my oldest um, series that I've played through and the one I've probably put the most time into. But my favorite, like, in terms of, like, what I actually w enjoy probably even more is the uh, a PlayStation exclusive, and uh, it's the Spider-Man games. Um, Whoa, those shocking. are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I bought a PlayStation 5 instead of, like, the new Xbox because I I just wanted to play, you know, like the Spider-Man games uh, and be able to play those. Like, I like Halo and and whatnot, but it's it's going to stay probably on the old system, on the old, you know, uh, system for a while because they just released Infinite on the Xbox One. So yeah. I can still play that. Um, but I figured Spider-Man, like, the next time they release a game, it's probably just going to be the PS5, and that comes out... The next one comes out in, like, 2023, but I grew up with uh, Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man when I was, like, real young, like, eight years old. Mm -hmm. uh, played that on the original Xbox, and, uh, like, I'd say the PS4 version of uh, the Spider-Man game uh, is the closest it gets to that game for me. Like, I very much enjoy that ultimate spider-man game i think it's from like 2005 or something is how old that one is is but... that the one you brought up before where the save file like broke yeah and i'd just go and replay it all the yeah. time and uh <laughs> i because I, I, I didn't have like any i my xbox was never connected online at that point because like as i was a kid i didn't i don't need online gameplay so like i would just i think that's part of the reason why the save file wasn't you know fully capable i also might have just been incompetent and not known how to save it um, <laughs> just, been a kid, I, just just been a kid yeah because i was a kid and but like it would i i was it wasn't the beginning of the story that i was saved at either it was like kind of maybe a third through the day through the through the game um but yeah like the ps4 spider-man and uh the ps5 uh like Miles Morales, I've played through both of those. I've got the remastered PlayStation Five version of uh, the 2000 uh, or the I forget what year it came out. It was like 2017 or 2019. 2018. 2018, the one in the middle, of course. Um, I averaged <laughs> it out, but um, 
yeah, the they have like a remastered version of that connected to the ultimate edition of the Miles Morales one, which I got with my PlayStation. Um, like it was a package deal. So I've been saving that for a rainy day because I've played through both the games already, but I haven't played the remastered version of the PS4 one, um, which I am really looking forward to. I mean, they changed like the face scan of Peter. Like he's very, he's different looking. Um, I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it as much as I like the old one. I mean, they're clearly doing it to make him look a little bit more like Tom Holland, but um, Mm. I don't know. Like the graphics of the game are just a huge step up from the original loading time. It's a lot better. And uh, I mean, I'll, I'll probably buy the expanded packs for all the content that they've added since then, like all the side missions and stuff. So been kind of just saving that probably for like the winter this year when I you know, can't be out outside as much, and naturally you lean towards gaming a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I'll probably give that a playthrough this year, and then next year they come out with the with the new one with both Miles and Peter, which I'm very much looking forward to. And I think it, I'm I kind of hope it's two player, if I'm honest. Oh, that'd be cool. I don't know how yeah, they make just... that work based on like the mechanics of it, I guess, but that would be cool. That just shocked awesome. me that that game came out in 2018. That game feels like super recent, but that was so long ago. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, I remember. Like, seriously, that was so long ago. Yeah. Dude, I avoided spoilers for that game for, like, over two years. And then I finally got my PlayStation 5 in 2020. Um, like, in like I got it a week after it released somehow. I bought it through Kohl's. Like, and I didn't pre-order <laughs> it. So, like, I was one of the lucky ones when it came to the PS5. But, uh... Yeah, like I avoided spoilers and played through the whole game and it was incredible. It took me like a week to play through, but I put a ton of hours into it because it was like Thanksgiving week or whatever. Uh, I had like a bunch of time off and uh, yeah, I I didn't have to worry about school or anything for like a little bit. So I was just like, I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, just putting a ton of hours and time into it and it, it was great. So, but now that it's been two years... That's why I'm up for like a replay because uh, I don't remember every little detail anymore. And yeah, yeah, cool. So, so Spider Man is of course <laughs> one of your favorite things. <laughs> it's like your fa- it's got to be your favorite like just oh, media and fav- media entity. <laughs> favorite pop culture thing. Favorite you know like icon. Yeah, yeah. Like it. I I have Spider Man. You know cufflinks. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, and, that's right. Uh, you do. Yeah. So like, uh, I'll be, if I find like any like cool Spider-Man like merch or something too, I'll get it. Like I've got two different Spider-Man like shoes. Like I've got Spider-Man <laughs> bands and I've got like, so when they released the Miles Morales, uh, PS5 game, uh, they, he like Miles wore like some Adidas in oh, the game. yeah, yeah. That, like, they partnered with Adidas and, like, they actually sold those specific shoes, like, in real life. Uh, and Claire ended up getting them for me. But I I asked for them. I'm like, I know these are limited editions, so there's, like, a small window. But, like, this is definitely what I want for Christmas this year. It was the same year I got the game. And, like, they're they're super awesome. They're, like, your classic... Um, they're your classic like uh superstar adidas is what i think they're called like that type of shoe mm-hmm. um 
and they're just they're red and black. They've got the Miles Morales spider logo on like the back heel, um, and they the there's like a little tab that holds like the shoelace that says PS5 or either that or it's just the PlayStation logo. I think it's just the PlayStation logo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. Um, yeah, I've just got. I mean, I had like Spider-Man bed sheets when I was little, and a Spider-Man <laughs> table, Spider-Man uh, chairs. Uh, you know, it's. I just love the character, so. Yeah, it's good that they made a good video game around him. Then for sure, I bet you. Yeah, enjoy he's that. he's probably had the best series of like, and I'm a little biased, but like the best series of <laughs> like comic book video games because I I feel like you know. Batman's had some good ones with like he has, uh, yeah. Arkham Asylum and stuff, and mm-hmm. um, but in terms of like open world video games, I think Spider Man is probably top tier. Like the Hulk had a good one. Uh, gosh, back in like I don't even know how old it was. It was it was back when like the 2003 Hulk movie was the only Hulk movie. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it it was between 2003 and 2008. Mm-hmm. but it was called hulk ultimate destruction that one was really good nice another xbox game right there mm-hmm. yeah they made like 2005 yeah so right around the same time as like the spider-man game i had them both and i played them both like around the same time like i'd go back and forth between them and my brother's favorite character and you know like pretty much most things is is the hulk so yeah so. Weirdly enough, that's a there's a weird memory with me associated with that game. Uh, uh, I rented that game from the library. Ooh, hmm. I did that with the <laughs> with the Cars game back in the day. Yeah, I rented it from the library. Yeah, the I never really awesome. played. I never really played any like storylines. I just ran through and just destroyed stuff for a half hour, <laughs> an hour, an hour long. I played it. That's but yeah, awesome. it's always it's always a weird bit with me of like I never played any story missions. I never attempted to do anything uh, with that. I just destroyed stuff. And that <laughs> yes. was the only way I played that game. The story is super cool. I kind of wish they would just like remaster those kind of games and then like re-release them. I would love to go play through that. Like like they're doing the. The Jedi Knight, uh, is it Jedi Knight Jedi Academy? They're yeah. remastering. I believe. I think. I don't know if it's a remaster. I know it's a re-release that they did. Yeah, it's. I, don't know. Well, I think they're remastering it too because it's going out on the PlayStation Five next year. So. Suck. The second part with games like that that come I out think... a long time ago, is yeah. uh, is that they they're the there's a strong chance that they're. The companies that made them are no longer in business, or, or right. have been absorbed by larger companies, mm-hmm. so that their 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 issues are the issues are with rights. Like that's the way, reason none of the old uh, Battlefront games have ever been remastered is because they are owned by Pandemic Studios, and they went that's out of ironic. business. And so technically, nobody really owns the rights. Like Disney owns the rights, but they it's like a complicated legal issue that they can't remaster the game. Oh my yeah, gosh. I wish. Like, I mean, the Spider-Man game that I used to play and love is actually, it was made by Activision, so, hmm. um, so, yeah, that's how I was able to play it on the Xbox and whatnot, but I'm curious if, I don't think they'd ever do a remaster of that, and I don't care if they do as much for that one, but the Hulk one, I'd be curious. I'm curious who the developers are on that one. Yeah, because, like, they've done a good Spider-Man game since then. 
which helps with that. Like mm-hmm. with all the old game, like the Star Wars games, like they haven't done great Star Wars games, you know, in a while. Like Fallen Order is great, but it's its own kind of thing. It's not like similar in any way. I've like, had that game for like two years. I still haven't played it. <laughs> Dang, I recommend it. It's great. I've been sitting on it. Just, I just haven't had. I just haven't like had the thought to play it. It's still in like the ceram wrap and everything. Super fun. Dang. It's. Uh, I actually replayed it recently, and I was like, I was like wondering, I was like, does this game fun or is it just my nostalgia for the game? And I was like, <laughs> oh wait, no, this game is pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited to play it eventually. I guess. Um, yeah, the Hulk game was developed by Radical Entertainment. I have not heard of so them. So I've never heard of them. So that probably means they're they're long gone. Let's yeah. Let's let's click on them, see if they're still around. Yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> probably not, since we haven't. Well, since have, we don't really uh, know who they are. They have a Twitter. Oh, okay. Radical Entertainment was founded September 1991 in Vancouver. Ah, oh, Canada. Um, I'm not seeing... I mean, here's a 2022 article on them. Uh, They were acquired by... uh, Uh, Yeah. Vendivi Games, and then then I believe they were acquired by Activision. So they're technically technically active. I don't think they've been been shut down at all. So... Okay. uh, It says the last game... The last game they worked on was Prototype in 2009. Oh, yeah. I I remember that one. Crash Bandicoot, two thousand five, two thousand eight. Yeah, Activision scenes. hasn't done a whole lot recently, so like they used to be a lot bigger back in those early two thousands. So I know they've got like a special deal with um with Xbox. I'm pretty sure right now though. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Vendivi Game when Vive Vivendi Games merged with Activision to form Activision Blizzard in two thousand eight, Vivendi's former studios included Radical Entertainment became part of Activision. At the time, Radical Entertainment was developing four games, including Crash, Mind Over Mutant, and Prototype. Activision laid off circa 100 people, half of the studio staff, and canceled the two unannounced projects. Wow. One of these was a Treadstone, a game set in the Jason Bourne universe. Activision was not interested in the property and sold it back to to Ludlum Entertainment, which has subsequently licensed it to Electronic Arts. In February uh, 2010, EA. Activision laid off around 200 developers from its studios, including roughly 90 at Radical Entertainment, equating to half of the studio's workforce at the time. A sequel, a sequel to Prototype, Prototype 2, was released in April 22, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Radical Entertainment's incorporated status was dissolved by the Canadian government for non-compliance under Section 212 of the Canadian Business Corporations Act. Its most recent credit development role was as a support studio for Destiny, released in 2014. Radical Entertainment was named, one of the, named the studio, was among the studios named in Microsoft's 2022 acquisition of Activision's We went over this. I do not speak well, <laughs> which is perfect for uh, a podcast. Exactly. I feel like no. I feel <laughs> like you speak, but it's when I'm reading something. Yeah, so that's like true. I feel like you speak well. You just don't yeah. read super well. Like when it comes down to like pressure yeah. and in front of people. And I have a bit of a stutter. 
that I that I that I have. <laughs> that I, <laughs> I, I was just like I have a bit of a stutter. I don't know how to continue the sentence. But um, <laughs> it was a problem in in school. I would always uh, I would always want to read. I love reading stuff out loud or just reading stuff. Oh yeah. And so whenever there was like a chance to like, who wants to read? I'm like, I want to read. Everyone was like, please don't let him read because I'd be like, <laughs> I'd read I'd read halfway. I get I'd be I would be like one of those kids like and the bunny did this and i wouldn't read like that it was more like i would just read and all of a sudden i would trip up on a word and then i would stutter for like five seconds and <laughs> struggle to get back on topic and everyone would just be waiting around just be like come on just just let them go put them out the pasture <laughs> speaking of but it says microsoft's 22 acquisition Acquisition of Activision's parent company, Activision Blizzard. Okay, so that's that is what the stat, the current status of Radical Entertainment is being owned by Microsoft. Hmm. But yeah. it looks like most of their staff was, uh, was laid, laid off, off. and yeah, also so. they were uh, they were uh, disavowed by the by Canada for not com- for non compliance. So they're probably essentially gone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I think they only <laughs> exist in name. Yeah, Rip right. the Hulk game. Rip the Hulk yeah. game. Rest in peace. Indeed. So to kind of reel us back into what started the topic to begin with, um, my favorite video game series, and it's kind of interesting that it came up earlier, is actually Super Mario Galaxy series. Ooh, that one is outstanding. I played... Both of them all the way through. I don't know if I ever 100%ed either of them, but I think I definitely completed both of them. And um, the graphics are great. The gameplay is awesome. The kind of like world building they do to where you like you get thrown onto different planets and you feel like, you know, the planets feel like lived in is the term that I like to use. Like you don't feel like yeah. the, you don't feel like it was created just for the sake of like having somewhere for you to go like you feel like it was created to exist on its own and you happen to kind of just go in to that to that world or that planet and you know communicate with the people like all the planets are so well like put together that it doesn't feel like you're just plopped in there for the sake of being there um i spent many many hours in that game and um it's one of my one of my other favorite things about it is that and I think I kind of touched on this briefly. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's kind of like I miss when video games were like actually difficult, which sounds sounds kind of stupid to say because there's a lot of video yeah. games that actually are difficult. But I feel like so many video games are no longer made to be like actually challenging in any way. I just feel like I feel like developers just kind of got lazy with it. Like they make games and it's like, "Oh yeah, here you go." But like there's not like the story, you don't feel any sense of real reward from actually finishing anything. Mm-hmm. Like there are some levels in that game and it's kind of, and it's one of the, really the last games I can think of that I played where this kind of happened, but there are a lot of levels in that game where when you play them, it's like, gosh, this is taking me forever. And it's like a, you have to try it like 20, 30, 40 times before you actually beat it and stuff like that. And again, I know games, there are a lot of games that still exist like that. I just feel like it's less common now, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to say it depends on the type of games that you're playing because I've played right. a fair few games where there are I a mean, lot of tough, tough stuff to get through. And then Jedi if that's the issue, you also have to... Well, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, I was thinking Fallen the exact Order. same thing. Yeah, like Fallen Order, I played on like one of the lower level difficulties and I still had to like... I had to... 
And that's just because I wanted to, like, absorb the story more. But, like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I still had to replay a couple of boss battles and stuff. And, like, some of the Stormtroopers gave me a hard time. Like, I think if I were to play it on the highest difficulty, it would be very difficult. Yeah. That stupid frog. <laughs> yeah. That oh. Dawson knows exactly what I'm talking about. That stupid, stupid frog. It's so annoying. I guess maybe it's just it's something with, like... With, like, Mario games, I guess, is kind of the big... Or, like, games in that similar kind of genre. Like, platformers? or Yeah, stuff like that. Like, I just feel... I feel like, I feel like every time I play, like, a new game in that genre, I don't have any, like, difficulty with it anymore. It's kind of like... I don't know. Yeah. I feel like platformers are kind of dying out, unfortunately, too. Yeah. So... Like, I mean, you got, that, like, uh... you got, like, Fall Guys, but that's... That's yeah, the only kind of, like large yeah. newer one. Right. I say if you make if you make the game easier, make it longer. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's what I say. Like, Something where you I, feel I, some sense of reward. Like there were some difficult levels in uh Super Mario Odyssey, but oh, I feel yeah. like since the game was pretty long and there was a lot of stuff to do, and even going back and trying to get all the stars, like you'll take a fair amount of time trying to do all that. So it's like mm -hmm. It's like there's a lot to do and there's it's longer. So if you're gonna make it easier, I'd just say make it longer. Yeah. Dude, the Lego Star Wars game that just came out, like it's so long. <laughs> yeah. But like it's super in depth too, and like I appreciate all the, I like if it is postponed so many times. So I'm glad that it's like an actual good and in depth game. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the I guess one but, of the things that kind of brought up my irritation with that was that there was a. Um, so there was a Mario Golf game that came out for the Switch, and the previous Mario Golf game, which was for the GameCube, I think they made one for the 3DS as well, but I didn't have one, so I didn't get to play that one. But the one on the GameCube, there were like different, there were different modes you had to play through. Like there was this thing called, uh, uh, it was like ring golf or something, where there were rings scattered across the holes, and so you had to take like weird sh you had to make like weird shots to go through all the rings and then also get a par on the hall so it was like yeah. really challenging and stuff like that and then this so this one had like a so this one for the switch had like a story mode to it which was kind of cool because the other ones didn't have that and you kind of got to learn you kind of got to learn kind of the basics of the gameplay as you went through and you played different modes and stuff like that but altogether it was like it only took me a couple days and it really wasn't that difficult like at all which was kind of a bummer. Like, I wanted to actually be, like, challenged by it, I guess. And then, like, you know, there's the new Mario Strikers game that just came out recently as well. And um, Dawson was over. We played it together <laughs> for the first time with yeah. uh, Claire and Lauren as well. And it was a grand old time. But um, the previous Mario Strikers game was extremely difficult. I remember struggling badly to try and beat all the... To try and win all the cups that they had. And as in doing so, you unlocked all the characters. But, like, in this new one, I don't think there's even any characters to be unlocked. I'm pretty sure you kind of just get them all right from the beginning. So it's kind of like, oh, well, what do I really want to work for then? Like, is there anything at all aside from just saying I did it? Yeah, I love unlocking new characters in games. I think it's a good concept. I feel like that's another thing that's not really as widespread anymore. I don't know. Again, maybe it's just kind of the games I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd say there's, unlocking. A... there's a di there's a definite fine line between unlocking and being given everything like there's mm -hmm. like you want a little bit of competition and stuff like there's an issue like with uh, I played a lot of during like 2020 in those pandemic years. I played 
a lot of uh, modern warfare, and there yeah. was a strong, there was a very good uh, balance of unlocking stuff. Like you had a very clear cut way. But then I played um, Halo Infinite, and there was just seemed like impossible to unlock anything. It just felt oh, like yeah. there was no super annoying. There I, was no yeah. progression. It was like this is just exhausting. Like I'm trying yeah. <laughs> to play and you trying don't to make enjoy it... the game. You don't want to make it too much of a grind. It's, yeah, there's it just easy and then it's hard. And even even I bought that's like when the first time I ever bought the battle pass for something. Oh uh, yeah. And it was like it was like even then it felt like there wasn't any like gratification. Like I would be unlocking like very trinket trinket trivial stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's kind of why I dropped that game pretty quick. Same. Same. Yeah, and I, I didn't I really never care really got for the story it, either. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> I didn't care yeah. for the story either, and it was like a huge letdown for something I for a game for a game series I love so much, and I have so so high high hopes for. It's really a big. It's and for the rest of the community, it was a huge letdown. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that brings us to a close for this episode of the podcast. That somber note. Yeah, exactly. Going out on a real, <laughs> we're going out on a real line out there. What the heck was the heck was that? It was me. Oh, he's doing a mouth trumpet. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like we're I, only getting like bits of it. I just, <laughs> oh, it's cutting I out. Just, I did not understand like what that was. It just sounded like you were making a noise, and we're like, "What is happening?" It, sound, it sounded like you were just making. It. Like, it sounded like you were just making like a mouth fart or something. Like no, I was just making. I was doing the. Oh, okay. That's yeah, no, go. that that didn't translate very well. But okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, we were just getting bits of it. It's just like, what is Dawson okay? I think he's lost it. It just yeah. Sounded, I feel like. It sounded like I feel like every time I try and do a sound effect, it doesn't pick up on the mic. It's unfortunate. That's why you got to get a soundboard. Gosh. <laughs> Baseball. Yeah, basically, I just heard like we just heard like. I've actually started uh, training to be a Muppet. So <laughs> cool. I've started. I've sh- I've started my my Muppet transition. Yeah, <laughs> transitioning into Muppet. I'm just gonna be that little skinny d- dude that's always like Meow. Beaker. Meow. Yeah, right. Yeah, Beaker. Yeah. Right, this is a bit. This is a bit of a. I know we're trying to close, but this is a bit of a thing that just reminded me was we brought up the baseball thing again. Is it wasn't baseball, but it was a football thing that I heard someone talking about. Okay. Is it was back in like the '90s or the early '90s or late '80s. I think it was the I think it was the early '90s because they were talking about the internet, and it was um, it was uh, John Madden and another announcer, and they were talking about the super upcoming Super Bowl, and, and they said to they were saying it's like oh we're talking it's like and the such and such looking for like a good year for the Super Bowl, and if you want to learn more about the Super Bowl, go to www.superbowl.com. <laughs> it's like hey, I'll just make up a name like hey Dean. Where do you get a dot com? It's like I don't know, John. Maybe the airport. <laughs> what? <laughs> that sounds yeah. like John Madden, though. It He's does. A very, yeah. Very yeah. random eccentric like, dude. Yep. My fa- thats one of my fascinations—is people not understanding the internet back then. Uh-huh. It's like the same thing, like the uh, the NBC. Uh, I think it was like the NBC or uh, CBS. There was like a morning show, and they're talking. It was like, "Hey, Jan, what is internet? What is?" <laughs> It's just like people not knowing what the internet is is just one of my favorite things. It is funny, like, yeah. Like for it being everywhere now, like literally you can't 
you, you, the only way you can live your life without the internet is if you're homeless or living off the grid. That's the only way. Right. Anywhere, any, any other human being has to live with the internet. It's just it's a necessity for life. Yeah, because your <laughs> phone has to be connected. Exactly. To you're, even your, your phone, your transfer of data through your phone take uses the internet like it's it's a it's a revolution I, product don't get me started i'll go on for forever but uh. yeah yeah the internet it's wild and now we use the internet to listen to podcasts like this one which we're so glad that you joined us for <laughs> yeah and speaking of the internet you can find us anywhere on Indeed. any of your pretty much everywhere on any of your podcatchers of choice make sure to to follow us and and like us and Leave a review if you can. That's Indeed. always helpful. Hey, uh, nice Andrew, <laughs> where do you get a dot com? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the airport. Can I make a quick shameless plug as well? Uh, where, where, where can you watch our podcast? You know, because you watch those things, right? Yeah, clearly. Or well, all right. So you're making you're doing a shameless plug there. Matthew. Indeed, yes. Uh, I have a YouTube channel that I haven't used in a while. It's on YouTube right now. Um, it's Entropy with a 7 instead of a T, so E-N-7-R-O-P-Y. And I've got N7 like a... 7-R-O-P-Y. Indeed. And I've got a red and blue logo on it to help you find it better. But it's... Um, I'm firing that back up with the... So with the news that the college football game is coming back next summer, um, which has been gone since 2013... Um, I'm excited for it. So to celebrate, I'm doing a, a dynasty where I'm trying to lead a small school to national glory, and I will be posting it on my channel. I did it briefly, and then I kind of got away from it because um, I when I left college, I had a lot less time on my hands, but I found the time to do it again, and it's one I've really enjoyed doing it. So by the time this episode airs, I should have at least one, maybe two videos of my new series posted. So if you want to check that out and join me on this journey, it'll be a lot of fun, I promise. Wait. Andrew, I know he said shameless plug, but I feel like we should finger shame him right now. Tisk tisk. Tisk tisk tisk. Our invisible finger shame. Our uh, audience. <laughs> you guys you guys are giving me the, the shame. giving me the waiter from Brio treatment, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. We support we support our uh or I guess the three of our own each endeavors. I guess if we have guests, if they want to plug something, I don't. I, I think they they're more than welcome to as oh, well. Oh, absolutely, so. yeah. Everyone is welcome to plug anything if you have to plug anything. So yeah, indeed, yes. Think of us like an outlet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But yeah, thank but, y'all for joining, and we hope to see you very very soon again. And by very soon, I mean in a week. Yeah, yeah next time. Later, y'all. Hasta luego. Shut up. <laughs>